Hello, everybody. Welcome in. This is Coach V. I am here with Bills 187 of the Salt Lake City Denizens. Um, how you doing, Coach? I'm doing great. We're in the dance, so everything's good. Yeah, dancing. Dancing in Salt Lake City. Unfortunately, we are not dancing here in Nashville. Had a tough, tough year, tough schedule. Didn't make it. Um, but you know what? We'll try and get back and uh, be here as soon as possible. I mean, your so. schedule is only ranked number one in the country. I mean, it's not that tough. I don't know what you're yeah. complaining about. I mean, that that's just a yearly thing for us. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every year we're <laughs> the number one strength schedule. So, um, or at least up there, you know. Uh, sure. Anyway, fun stuff. Um, uh, cool. So, uh, let's start off with uh, Region 1, and we're going to be talking about Clearwater. So, Clearwater, the Sit Rockers, they brought in the number one overall. And, you know, uh, last year, um, they didn't make it out of the first round. This year, they've just really been clicking, especially, um, you know, they went 5-1 five and, five and one in the PNTT, went through the regular season, you know, only they lost to Clemson once. Clemson's a really good team, number six overall, and then um, beat them again by like 20. Daytona by two in overtime. Uh, but this team's, you know, been on a roll, and mainly that's because of Jeremiah Mitchum. I mean, you know, Jamarcus Bailey and Corey Phillips are really solid players too, um, but Mitchum's just been playing outstanding, uh, 56% true shooting. 25 points per game. Um, he looks like the real deal. So they're going up against Kansas City, the Jayhawks. Uh, they made the NTT after winning Conference 23 tournament. Um, kind of a Cinderella story being Laredo, the Special Forces in the semifinals, and then taking down the Beaumont Ballers in the in the championship. They won by one. Let me check real quick if uh, there's uh, it went to overtime um, after. Uh, Wow, the ballers missed two free throws at the end of regulation that could have sent them to the dance. <laughs> and that's then brutal. Uh, that's brutal. And then uh, uh, Marquez uh, Bicking hit a um, shot with 24 seconds to win to send him up by one. And uh, the ballers got two more chances, three if you think they could have got a shot off within the last five seconds, but didn't. didn't uh, Two offensive rebounds, no buckets. So taking threes though, down one. See, that was the problem. Yeah. Unfortunate. So uh congrats to the Jayhawks, you know, making it. You know, they got a decent team with Gavin Gavin Spears, the freshman, and uh Dennis Nelson, um, their point guard sophomore, you know. Um, and then so Kansas City is not top ten in any statistical category. Clearwater is number two in uh, true shooting percentage, they're number five in true shooting margin, number nine in rebounding margin, and number eight in assists. So, uh, yeah, any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I don't have any real innovative analysis here. I think Clearwater is one of the best programs in the whole league. Uh, yeah. For, from what, where I'm sitting, not somebody I know personally, I think Coach JD is one of the best in the business. I'd be very curious to get his thoughts if he's listening, if he wants to post. Did he expect this team to be at number one overall seed in the NTT? Yeah, that's a good candidly, question. I didn't heading into this season. I mean, I thought this Clearwater team has had a lot of, you know, top 
teams. They were in the Final Four just a few seasons ago, Elite Eight the season before that. It's one of, as I say, it's one of the best programs in the league. And I certainly expected them to be great again this year, but I, I didn't see this coming. And so, as you say, Mitchum has had an awesome season. He's really gone up a few levels from what he did last year. Corey Phillips, the senior, is a guy that I remember. You know, we all have these guys that are very peripherally on our recruiting radar. I didn't actually max him, but I thought about it real hard, and I thought, ah, he'll be too heavily recruited. And then he was a 2-2 all season long, and then he's had this really great career capped off by yeah. what could be a nice run in the NTT. So, I mean, it's a team we should be talking about a lot, but this matchup doesn't necessarily warrant a lot of discussion. It's no nothing against Kansas City. Uh, good for them to make the tournament, as we discussed in some detail. Really exciting finish to the Conference 23 tournament, but it's really hard for me to believe that they're going to stick with this Clearwater team. For sure. And what's interesting is, you know, he doesn't bring in the most heralded class, you know, 71-104. I think most, I mean, I, I, I'm guessing Coach JD, you know, probably at signing day, you know, maybe even saw which ties he broke, which ties he didn't. And he's like, well, that might have been a little bit of a disappointment, you know. But yeah. he started two guys, and they've they've only led him to being one of the best teams in the in the country. I think getting that height and uh, Toby Gexola um, was really big for them last year. They were playing Jamarcus Bailey at center, and it's a little tougher. It's he, I mean, he's definitely in a more natural position, and he's killing it. Sixty two percent true shooting percentage, seventeen point two points a game. Um, yeah, he got second team all conference for him this year. So, uh, yeah. No, I think you're right. And Phillips gets to move down to small forward. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see one of, you know, one of four seventy one. by the way, I always read the hardwood ranking first. I'm just used yeah. to that from original DTL. So get used to that listeners. Sorry, <laughs> but one of four seventy one class is fine, you know, but it's, it's the worst on his team that shows what a yeah. great recruiter and success that they've had. Uh, and yet two of those guys are starting. It allows Bailey and Phillips to slide down and, with the the improved play of Mitchum, here they are. Yeah, so they definitely have a chance. We'll see what happens. You know, he's had some good teams, but he hasn't, you know, broken broken through to win a championship. Yeah, he's won a PNTT title, but uh, two actually. Um, yeah, so greatest team in PNTT history, right? Can yeah, that's that? that's that, that's pretty clear. You know. Um, yeah. Porter might not like that, but <laughs> well, hey, he's, he's it again. Sorry, well, he, can, he can just post on the message board about it if he's upset. I don't you know, just write all about it. Yeah, um, cool. Well, let's look at the next team. So we got Chattanooga, the pain going up against Charlotte Sand Sharks, coached by Coach JB. All right, uh, JBD Nut too. Um, so he's a good coach. Done. Really good t- job turning around this uh, um, Charlotte team. You know, they, they're led by Edgar Young, um, Michael Preston at the center. You know, nothing's jumping off the page, but they're a solid team all around that plays their starters and bench. Chattanooga, the pain, they bring back Hunter Parlow. Um, you know, after losing Michael Smith, that's, that's a tough loss. You know, a couple of years ago, they were runner-ups in the NTT, and last year they didn't, they didn't quite make it. But, you know, Hunter Parlow's, I mean, <laughs> an amazing player. Maybe maybe the best in, uh, in this whole NTT. Um, you look at Chattanooga, they are number seven in opposing three points allowed. And then, yeah, Hunter Parlow's the number one player in game score so far. 
I mean, that things can change, but that's uh, where he's at right now. Um, Charlotte is number seven in offensive rebounds. So any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I really have blinders on when I look at this matchup. And it's not that it's a one-sided matchup. I really do think Charlotte could win, but it's very hard for me to get past Hunter Partlow. I mean, you know, you made the right point. They had Michael Smith two years ago. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't a one-man show when they made the title game. But still, he's just an incredible player. He's still there. Uh, Point guards can make such a huge difference in the NTT. I feel like we can pass seasons in which... I mean, including his season, but they got all the, way, all the way to the title game, where a point guard yeah. has led a team that far. Uh, I mean, Joseph Kane, famously for Bakersfield, did that. Even last year when yeah. Carbondale won it, I'm blanking on the name of their point guard, but to me, he seemed like their most important player. Uh, so to have a guy like that, my, again, I think Charlotte could absolutely win this game, but it's very hard for me to get past the idea of Hunter Partlow being in the matchup and not focusing on him. And for that reason, I'm, I'm thinking, as Clearwater's coach, if we can give him that first-round game, I would be really upset that I might have to play Hunter Partlow in the second round. Uh, And again, I'm not guaranteeing that. I'm not trying to disrespect Charlotte. I really do think they could win. They're a good team. They have three very solid classes. Uh, They've had a good season. But Partlow is just one of those guys you see in the bracket and start sweating. So uh, this game is about him as far as I'm concerned. For sure. For sure. This guy, yeah, he's incredible. 29.8 points a game, 3.1 assists, 1.7 steals. (laughs) I mean, that's just, yeah, that's a lot of fun right there. Um, and then, you know, yeah. he's got some good complimentary pieces around him. So uh, when you were thinking about Caleb Ireland, Mr. Uh, yeah, that was his name. Thank you. Mr. NTT buzzer beater, championship buzzer beater um, himself, taking down the giant of Duluth. That was, that was incredible. Um, yeah, it really was. So, yeah, that would set up a really, really good matchup. So that'd be exciting to see. I'm excited to see. Um, yeah. It, and, you know, Charlotte's just that team that you kind of look at and it's like, well, I don't know. Nothing, like, jumps out at you, you know. But they're yeah. a solid team in of themselves. And, you know, um, they earn their spot here. Yeah, so I mean, they've got, two, they've got two losses. I was just saying real quick. They've got two yeah. losses, both, both to NTT teams. I mean, one was to a number 71 team. But Brunswick, they won Conference 1 regular season. That was a two-point yep. loss. So this, this is a good Charlotte team. Uh, they've got more overall talent, and it's just they don't they don't have the superstar. Yeah, let's look at the next matchup. We got the number four seed, the Manassas uh, Bloodbath, coached by Coach Waylon. Um, solid team all around. You know, you got Cameron James. He was one of the guys I went after a couple years ago and lost out on him. Uh, Patrick Peterson's a solid player. You know, he's he's got some talent there. You know, um, and they won conference two the regular season. And the uh, tournament last year, they didn't really um, live up to their standards uh, going to the RTT, but they seem like they're back this year um, going up against Morgantown. Now Morgantown had a decent season. They, they're really relying on their juniors and seniors uh, that junior nine, four class. He has three starters and the main guy I think is Nicholas Johnson. Um, that guy is incredible. 61.5% true shooting 8.4 uh, rebounds per game, 1.7 assists, a steal, only one turnover. He um, he only got second team all-conference this year, but, I mean, he's – I think he's an incredible player. And, I mean, he was one of the biggest recruits a couple of years ago. So uh, they took down Carnegie, actually, in the, uh, in the uh, 
championship game to get the automatic bid. And uh, yeah, it was, it was some game. Joseph, Joseph Hewitt went to the line 15 times, made 12 of them. Uh, Vernon Palmore went nine for 13. They, I mean, that's, that's a great team you take down right there. So, I mean, this is a dangerous team. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And Conference 6 is a good conference. I don't know what the rankings say about it right now. But, I mean, of course, you mm-hmm. mentioned Carnegie. Rochester is always tough. Montpelier is a good team there in the yep. NCT. So winning that conference tournament is is nothing to sneeze at. And they did it. In, I mean, it's not like they were eking out one-point wins. You know, they beat a pretty decent banger team in the first round by yep. 7 and then beat Montpelier by 16. Uh, and then, you know, one by seven over Carnegie. So this is a hot team with, as you say, a very talented junior class. And I think this will be a really good matchup. I would, I would lean toward Manette if people are going to, you know, push me to make a pick. Uh, but I think this just shows how much parity there really is in, in, you know, drive the lane as well as League 31 in particular. A 4-13 matchup like this is really a pretty even game. You know, you look down the schedule for Morgantown, not only did they lose some games in conference, but they lost to a number one seed in Lansing and a number yeah. two seed in Clemson, uh, both by single digits. So they're 10 yeah. and eight, having played a very difficult schedule. And I think even the number on their strength of schedule, what is it, 33, kind of un- how difficult their schedule is because they played some bottom feeders. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they beat 237, 204, 253. You know, that's going to bring down the number. But in terms of the contested games, some of the games they actually lost. Those were against really yeah. good teams. So uh, I think this should be a very good, even 4-13 matchup. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I'd be it, – it, it's going to be hard to say that, you know. I mean, I will say this. Manassas is, you know, just ran through Conference 2. Conference 2 is by no means the best conference. But, they, I mean, so this coach, every year for the PNTT, he's like, I want – basically all the best teams like i want the best teams (laughs) and like give them all to me so he's like i want lansing i want st paul duluth duluth right (laughs) frankfurt you know and so it's like okay i'll I'll give them to you you know and we'll see what happens and uh but uh so it's like he but he did he he held his own versus most of the teams you know and yeah um, beating they beat lansing albeit in preseason but yep there you can see the win right there 10389 Yep. So yeah. he's this is a good team and you know they've been on a roll. So they they I mean that for him I think that's that's his chance to get really the tough games, you know, is the yeah. uh, PNTT. So hey, good for him for scheduling a tough schedule and excited to see what happens in this game versus Morgantown. Let's look at the next matchup, Tuscaloosa Tritons going up against the Denver Cruising Crusoes. So Tuscaloosa um number 18 uh, 193 strength of schedule. Armani Dowell, the number two uh, game scorer in the whole NTT. This is another guy I was on. He's a bummer. He's a, I mean, but you know, it's like someone's got to win him and Tuscaloosa got him. This is, he's, he's a beast. Um, 25.3 points a game, 66.2% true shooting, uh, 9.7 rebounds. Walter Cates is a really solid player, too. He doesn't get the notoriety that Armani Dowell gets, obviously, but he's a solid player. And these teams are so tough to match up with. At least I've always had a tough time matching up with teams that really feed the post and score through the post. 
because um, that's just not the way most teams work. And there's so few post post scorers in uh, League 31. Uh, you look at and then you look at Denver out of conference um, 21. They won their conference in the regular season. This is a tough conference that has a lot of parity. Um, James Daniels uh, scoring 23.5 points on 59% true shooting. I mean, this this team looks pretty good. Uh, they, let me look real quick. Denver is number eight in three points attempted. That's the only top 10 statistical category. And then Tuscaloosa is number four in three points attempted, number four in true shooting, number 10 in true shooting margin, and then Ernmoney Dell is number two in game scores. So should be a fun matchup. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think we've all at least had the opportunity to read about Denver's run in Conference 21, a really active thread on the message board. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of defer to the experts, meaning the people in that conference. And it was a surprise for them, if I understood the post correctly, that Denver went out and won that regular season title. So yeah. I think they have two really strong seniors in Daniels and Olette. They've had a great year, but I kind of see them as trending in the wrong direction. They got killed today by Aspen mm-hmm. uh, by 39 and I, you know, I think they're a good team. I almost think they would, despite the fact that they're the 12 and Tuscaloosa is the five, given Tuscaloosa's poor strength of schedule, I could imagine Denver like being favored in this game, you know, if there were, if there was an actual line. So, but I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take Tuscaloosa in this game. I like Dowell. I think Walter Capes is good. They're 17 and one with a bad, a bad schedule, but you know, when you play a bad schedule, it, you can't beat good teams, right? They have they mm-hmm. have one loss. It's not a great loss, but when you when you play 18 games against mediocre teams, you might lose one. Yeah. Um, they have a, a decent out-of-conference win against Carson City, a team I know from my conference. And they just haven't had the chance to prove it, but that doesn't necessarily mean they don't have it. And with a guy like Dowell, I think they should be able to hang with anybody. So I, I see them winning this game. Yeah, I love the game. They won in four overtimes. Yeah. That is <laughs> considering bringing that up. That's 119, awesome. 112. That's fantastic. Uh, that is awesome. Gotta love that, you know. Um. <laughs> and their shooting, side, well, their shooting guard played 56 minutes in that game. The, wow. the backup played under four minutes. That's awesome. <laughs> that will yeah. play 55 minutes too, 42 points and stayed efficient. <laughs> so, man, that's crazy. Love that. Um, let's look at the next matchup. We have the Ann Arbor Bing Bongs going up against the Wilkes Bar Blazing Trails. Ann Arbor, uh, PMTT champions, and solid team overall. I mean, Jacob Allen is a beast. <laughs> 23.9 points per game. Um, I mean, this this team is high-flying, high-scoring, um, you know, and they got, they got a star in Jacob Allen. He's the... Uh, Conference 15 Player of the Year. Austin Rodriguez is the uh, Freshman of the Year in the conference. Justin Hampton's he he's a professional sh- scorer, you know, like that's that's what he does. Guillermo, Guillermo Thompson is kind of their defending guy that can that can pass and lock down another guy. This is a really good team. They're going up against Wilkes Barks, who's got some talent. You look at their their class rankings and you're like, huh, you know, they might. They, they they shouldn't be ranked 81, but they are, you know. So um, especially that freshman class of Hayden Sheffield and Corey Jimenez. Um, I mean, they're going to have a tough time here. <laughs> you know, it, but And then you got, obviously, Jaden Cowell. Cowell, he was uh, back in the day, I think, if I remember right. 
Um, let me. Wilkes Barks is number nine in offensive rebounds, and they are number seven in three points. Ann Arbor is the number three team in offensive rebounds. Number Jacob Allen's number four in game score, and they're number three in points overall. So, do you have any thoughts on this game? Yeah, for sure. I would not feel thrilled with this matchup if I were Ann Arbor. I, I think you and I feel the same about Ann Arbor. I think they are an awesome team. I, honestly, I see them as the best team in this region. No disrespect to Clearwater. Uh, I, I mean, they beat us in preseason. Not that that's the world's greatest accomplishment, but I just mean I'm familiar with them individually. Uh, they, they've got all this talent that you listed. But at the same time, I would not want to be playing this Wilkes-Barre team as a 15 seed. Colwell, I have the same memory, was a huge recruit out of New Haven. Uh, they have talent in the front court. They have talent in three classes. And then the sophomore class, two of those guys are on NA. So despite the 12 and six record, the talent is obviously there to hang with a lot of teams. And they've won six in a row. And mm-hmm. every year there are 15 over two upsets. You know, do I see Ann Arbor as the kind of team that's going to lose that game? No, absolutely not. But we could probably go through every previous season. And, you know, I haven't been on this podcast before, but I'm nodding along when you guys say like, of course, the two seed's going to win. Of course, the one seed's going to win, you know. I feel the same way. We all do. But then it doesn't happen that way. So, uh, you know, just just to do the classic hedge, I'm not picking it because I think Ann Arbor is really good. Yeah. I see them maybe winning this region. But, you know, some some 15 seed. It's just it's going to happen. And if not a 16 seed and Wilkes-Barre, I think, has the chops to do it. Um, Maybe not given this matchup, but they have the chops to win some 215 game. Yeah, for sure. Um. Cool. Let's uh, look at the next matchup. We have the number seven seed, the Peoria Olympians going up against the Huntington Beach Oxen. So Peoria, coached by Coach Achilles, three. They're the number 25 team, 133 strength of schedule. And Anthony Robertson might be the top scorer in the league. (laughs) Maybe he's the top scorer in the the tournament. I'm not sure exactly. They only score 70.1 points. But 30.8 of them <laughs> come from Anthony Robertson, and he's efficient. 59% true shooting. That doesn't really turn it over. Plays good defense. Um, he, he's a fun player to watch for sure. I mean, that's what you got to start by talking. And then you got this, the 10 seed. You got Huntington Beach Ox and just a solid team. This team seems like they're in the NTT every year. Um, you know, you got guys like Alan Evans. Uh, the freshman Matthew Dar, Raphael Titus, um, Austin Tony, their their center. You know, just just a solid team, and I feel like uh, Coach is it Remsnick or <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's supposed to be like Spencer backwards, right? Okay, or, yeah, C C Spencer. It backwards, yeah, yeah, backwards. I think that's I did. Right. He, he yeah, his name is Spencer, or that might be his last name. I think, or yeah. Anyway. Um, I know a guy who knows them. So they're number nine in free throws attempted, number three in opposing free throws. Uh, They're number one in opposing true shooting percentage, number eight in true shooting margin, number six in steals, number nine in blocks, and number two in points allowed. Not the greatest strength of schedule um, by any means, number um, 222. (laughs) Um, But, you know, they went 16 and two. Um, lost to Scottsdale by two points, lost to Albany um, before the season, then lost right be right today um, by five to Silver City, um, which is a little bit of a letdown. 
Peoria is number one in opposing free throws allowed, number four in opposing true shooting percentage, number five in true shooting margin, number seven in blocks. Anthony Robertson's number 10 in game score, um, number three in defensive points, number yeah, so these two teams kind of marry each other. They're very similar. They have a lot of similar um, stats. Um, one period of plays a little better of a schedule. Any thoughts? Yeah, I think I like Peoria in this game. That wasn't easy for me to conclude. It's not as if it's a blowout in my head, but they have one common opponent in preseason, maybe meaningless, mm. but just something to grab onto. They both played Albany. You mentioned that Hunting the Beach lost to them. Uh, that was an 83-70 to 70 game. Peoria won in double overtime. So, you know, mm. who knows? It's one game, but it's something. Also, you know, mining from the exhibition season. At some point, we'll talk about Tallahassee. Actually, very, very soon, they're coming up in this region. Yeah. They're the only undefeated team in the country. They're 18-0. and 0, But Peoria handled them in preseason, 81-62. to 62. Mm. So, you know, can't draw that much from preseason, but just trying to figure out what these teams can do. Uh, Peoria also has the height advantage. They have Jonathan Maniscalco as the center, junior, seven-footer. Huntington Beach has a 6'8 center. So, and then Robertson is the leading scorer in the country, as you suggested. So I, I yeah. feel like Peoria will advance, but certainly two real good teams here. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's look at the 314 matchup. We have the Inglewood Igloo Makers going up against the West Palm Beach Trans Dragons. Um, West Palm Beach has uh, Benjamin Yes in there. Uh, the small forward, they also bring in a 12-32 class led by Austin Pirello. Um, you know, none of these guys have amazing stats, but they're they're a solid team nonetheless. Blake Ramsey's scoring 24.3 points a game and 58.2% true shooting. Um, you look at Inglewood, they are number two in offensive rebounds number one in rebounding margin, number nine in assist. Uh, West Palm Beach is uh, number six in opposing three points attempted and number 10 in defensive points allowed. So Inglewood likes to control the boards um, and West Palm likes to play good defense. So um, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think Inglewood, it's safe to say, is the better team, but I'm going to pick West Palm Beach here. Uh, I was going on about right. how there Upset. are upsets. Yeah, there are upsets. I yeah. think West Palm Beach is the kind of team that can pull that kind of upset. They have the talent. You mentioned Yassine. You mentioned the highly ranked freshman class. Uh, Inglewood has lost two of their last four. They got killed. Not killed, but they lost by 20 against Oakland in the conference tournament. Um, you know, I got to make some bold predictions. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I'm going with West Palm Beach for the upset. Great. All right, let's talk about the 6-11 matchup. You were mentioned in Tallahassee. We got El Paso, the cellar dwellers, coached by Coach Sean here, 24th ranked, 20th uh, strength of schedule. Solid team overall. Um, really balanced. You know, no one's scoring a ton of points. Everyone's scoring a little bit of points. Um, Preston Thompson, 4.7 assists, 16.8 points, 1.4 steals. Um you know, uh, yeah, up and down, you look at their team. And then you got Tallahassee. So the worst strength of schedule in the league. So they're like the inverse of us in a lot right. of ways because not only um, not only are they low strength of schedule, they actually win games. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, 18-0, and 0, you know. And David Durant, 
this guy was a huge recruit. Um, Augustus Webb was too, I think. They they got some talent on this team, um, but they really just haven't had an opportunity to show it. You know, um, they don't look flashy by any means. Um, they're pretty solid. They hold teams to fifty four point five. Um, you'd you'd like to see them score a little bit more, I think. Um, but you know, it's tough to say anything wrong when they just keep winning. You know, um, not flashy, but Tallahassee is the number five team in opposing free throws attempted. Number eight in opposing true shooting, number two in steals, number three in turnover margin, number one in defensive points, uh, number five. Yeah, I mentioned that. So, um, and then it's got to be tough for El Paso, you know. (laughs) Uh, So they weren't top, um, they weren't top 10 in any statistical category, but it's like you earn a six seed, you play a tough schedule, and you get an undefeated team um, as the 11 seed. So, what do you think? You think Tallahassee lives up to their eighteen and zero? Such a hard team to evaluate, right? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, literally the worst strength of schedule in the whole country. It's just, yeah. you know, I think eighteen and zero, especially in you know what we're still calling new DTL, is is an accomplishment. Literally, no matter what schedule you play, uh, even this one. I mean, you can talk. They did play Bloomington, right? The out of conference. Yeah. They played a team from your conference, and you know Bloomington uh, better than I do, okay? but. You know, I see every year they beat some of the best teams in your conference. Yeah, they're uh, solid. Consistently. I mean, yeah. Uh, and that was a double-digit win for Tallahassee, 82-70. to 70. So I think that's nothing to sneeze at. And you mentioned Durant, who is a, a really good player playing point guard yeah. for them. Uh, with all that said, I do think I'm going to take El Paso here. It's not because Tallahassee didn't play anybody. I don't think that's, you know, just absolutely a killer necessarily. You know, you can win games that way in the NTT. Uh, I just think El Paso is good. They have, they have a lot of talent. Uh, they're a balanced team up and down the lineup. And to the extent that there's any period of adjustment for Tallahassee playing somebody who's actually ranked in the top, you know, 70, 75, uh, I don't think they can withstand a slow start against yeah. this team. So if it were against a different six seed, I might say, you know, Tallahassee will be just fine here, but I think El Paso might be the better team. So I'm going with them. Yeah. David Durham. So in high school, he's a small forward, 3.21 GPA, 64 exam. Good scouted, good plus, good, excellent, minus, excellent, minus, good. Um, 22 points a game, 3.4 assists from 1.4 turnovers from the small forward. So this guy this guy has the opportunity um, to take over a game. He doesn't look like he likes to do that necessarily. But It's true. Um, You're right. You're right. He has yeah, the talent lot, to do not it. Not a lot of shots. Yeah, but really good true shooting percentage. He, he yeah. and Webb both. So if those guys get their shot numbers jacked up for this game, could be a different story. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, let's look at the uh, the uh, bracket as a whole. Um, so, uh, so we're gonna make some picks here, and then uh, we'll just see how it goes. Okay. So sure. Um, I'm taking Clearwater over Kansas City, Charlotte over Chattanooga, um, Morgantown over Manassas, Tuscaloosa over Denver. I'm going to take Ann Arbor and Huntington Beach, and I'm going to take Englewood and Tallahassee. Taking Tallahassee over Englewood and Ann Arbor to go to the Elite Eight, and Tuscaloosa over Morgantown and Clearwater. Um, So Tuscaloosa and Tallahassee, and I'm going to take the Tritons, Tuscaloosa the Tritons, to make it to the Final Four. 
Wow. No, I was not expecting that. Interesting. I feel like every year I listen to this and you guys really focus on strength of schedule. I mean, probably because you're in conference 15, right? Yeah. That's a big thing. But then this year, you go ahead and first region, you take an 18 and 0 team with the worst schedule to lose to a 17 and 1 team with not very good schedule. So, uh, yeah. Just shows, I, I like it. I like the I like the variety in the picks. Uh, I, I would go a different way. I, I Like I said, I'm surprised this Clearwater team is the top overall seed. Yeah. However, I think they are the best team in their sub-region, meaning the top half of this region. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to take them to get to the Elite Eight. Um, I just I feel like Ann Arbor is the best team, but they're going to get beat somewhere. I th- that's that's mm-hmm. what I take. Because I, I, I don't know. I just I feel like these Conference 15 teams, and you know, again, better than I do, but I just... Every year I'm like, oh, man, this team's great. This team's great. This team's great. Man, there could be, you know, four, three, four conference 15 teams in the Elite Eight. And that happens sometimes. But, you know, yeah. at some point, some of them get beaten. Um, so I don't know. I, I like this Peoria team. I like El Paso. Hmm. Peoria could be the team that might beat Ann Arbor. And I would, I would take the winner of the Peoria-El Paso game, which probably will never happen. But <laughs> if that game actually happens, I'll take that, that winner to beat Clearwater and make the final four. Okay. If you need, if you need me to pick one, I can do that. If no, you're <laughs> on the record. It's fine. Uh, I just like picking. And I think, I think what it came down for me with Tuscaloosa is I, I don't know. I've always had just tough times guarding teams that really score well through the post. Um, yeah. And I think, I think they're going to be really tough to match up with. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I could see I could see them being in the Sweet 16. I agree with that. I mm-hmm. picked them to beat Denver. I could see them beating Manassas or Morgantown in the next round. But I, I think Clear, Clearwater is a team. I mean, I guess yeah. I have no idea how to say Gaxiola's name. Yeah, uh, yeah. His defensive numbers do not jump out at you. But this is always a very solid defensive team. I, I For think they sure. out For how sure. to stop a team that's like a one-man band. And I guess that'll be their that'll be their task yeah. in round two if it is, if it is Chattanooga instead of Charlotte. So we'll see early on. Yeah, I think I remember my best team losing to Erie when they had uh, um, Ahmed and um, who was there? Uh, Bert, was the... Michael, what was his name? Bertini, right? Michael Bertini. Bertini, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that team was really good. Um, cool. Well, that, uh, yeah, players to watch. I mean, uh, Durant, Dowell, Allen, Hampton. I mean, you got obviously part. Part low, yeah. Um, part players, players. You any more? I mean, there's more players, but yeah. Any. I mean, sure. I think I, I think I disrespected Denver a little bit. I feel like we need to talk. We need to mention James Daniels and Cody Olap. Yeah. I mean, those guys led them to a regular season title in what are they, What is it ranked now? The third best conference in the whole country. You know, yeah. So those, those are guys who deserve a lot of respect. And you know, sometimes it's the guys who don't have the huge sparkling numbers. Uh, that need to be talked about a little bit more. So something like that. Uh, just to continue the theme here, Inglewood is a team I picked to lose in a three fourteen game. They have some really good players. I mean, Blake yeah. Ramsey. Blake Ramsey is a really good player at shooting guard. Quinton Clark is a good senior. You know, they might make me look very foolish for picking them to lose, and they could go on a run. Yeah, yeah. The more you, the more you know, the less you know. Um, especially exactly. in this league, uh, it's just so tough. So. Cool. Well, we'll be back. We're going to do another group and uh, 